Hey, it's Robin. And Jared. This is Thank God It's Monday. How do we want to start this one? We want to, we want to say basically that we're not going to go ahead to our next topic because, which was, what was our next topic was? Uh, racial privilege. So we're not going to go into racial privilege or the privilege that comes with race or color because of what's happening or in light of what's happening in South Africa this week. And it's not only this been this week, but it's come to the forefront of media and a whole bunch of news outlets are reporting on it internationally as well so we want to almost we want to just talk about what's happening in the country this week There's a war happening against women in this country and none of us are safe. Men are so entitled over women's bodies. I wake up every day and I wonder if I'm next. Anger and outrage followed the September 2nd discovery of the 19-year-old UCT student's body. She had been missing since August 24th, 2019. The nation continues to mourn the loss along with thousands of women and children who are killed in South Africa every year. A 42-year-old man who worked at Clarence Post Office, which has since been closed, allegedly confessed to the rape and murder. Friends and fellow students packed the courtroom for the suspect's appearance, visibly traumatized after hearing details of the alleged attack on the 19-year-old film and media studies student. The man arrested in connection with the disappearance of UCT student Uyinen Mkwetjana has been charged. The 42-year-old suspect appeared at the Weinberg Magistrate Court this morning on charges of murder, rape and defeating the ends of justice. The accused did confess. Uh, to the incident that happened on the 24th of uh, uh, August at the, at the post office in Clermont. A staggering total of 3,915 women and children were murdered in South Africa in 2018. That's a total of 10 women and children every single day. Social media saw South Africans share their pain, anger and fear and calling out the South African government for its inaction. So let's together stand up and take action.
So this week, I think in light of everything that's been happening in South Africa, in Cape Town in particular, and also in Joburg and just around the country with media coverage and the exposure of the violence and murder and rape that's been going on and the atmosphere that's currently settled over our country, we thought that rather than sticking to our schedule and speaking about racial privilege, this week we're going to go and we're going to talk about what's happening in the country and just start we're just going to start a discourse about it and yeah we feel like it's something that needs to be discussed we feel like it's something that needs to be spoken about and there's so many varying opinions and experiences and no one I don't think anyone is necessarily right or wrong um, the one thing we know for sure is what's happening is it's not good and it's the country something needs to change and that's why we want to talk about it today yeah so there's a lot of evil that's been happening in the last for a while actually and it's just coming up on the forefront today or this week a lot of people are talking about it there's there's youtube videos there's twitter posts that are going viral there's instagram videos that are going viral and it's it's almost it felt or it feels wrong to go into our next topic without addressing what's currently happening in South Africa. Especially because we have been talking about gender privilege and it has just been Women's Month. And I think as a part of actually honoring the women and the men in our country, it's important to discuss this because it's not just something that might happen. I think the atmosphere at the moment is, well, the hashtag going around is am I next? And I think we need to honor women and discuss it and make it a real conversation we're having with men and women and honor them in that because it's scary. The statistics and the reality of it is scary. Because it's a real, real issue that we are facing. And it's not an issue that men need to fix. It's not an issue that women need to fix. But it's an issue that men and women need to join together, to come together on. And only once we are on the same page together, I think that we'll be able to move forward on something like this. But I think that's what we are going to get into. But Robin, when did this sort of stuff start coming up and when did you when did you start taking notice of of that hashtag or this topic or this story or this information that's coming up well I think just in general um with Cape Town being I mean Salt River is one of the busiest morgues in the world and I think that has media coverage started at the beginning of the year and then recently with all the crime against women like the lady in Belleville that was cut, found cut up and the girl that disappeared in the Westlake area um, I think it's started coming to light and it started becoming more real and then with the UCT student Ui Nene disappearing I think that hit home for a lot of people and from her disappearance on the 25th, 24th of August I think media coverage started media started blowing up with the gender-based violence and figuring out what's going on. And when they found her body and the murderer came out and plead, pleaded guilty, I think from there, the, all the hashtags started, the atmosphere completely shifted. Um, I felt it, my friends felt it, the whole nation is feeling it. And I think from Monday, there's been a definite shift and there's been a definite move in people wanting to take action and not just putting it on social media, but actually taking action. So that definitely Monday was Monday was the major shift. That was, I think, the crux. 
Yeah, I agree. I think so. We are. I was up in Joburg this this week, or first, or well, Monday and Tuesday this week, and I was out shooting, and I came back Monday night, and my social media was blown up with all this with this topic and it wasn't just the uct student and it wasn't just this lady in belleville but it was almost as a whole i felt like the country is like i'm fed up with this something needs to happen and people were like wanting to get involved and wanting to have their voice heard to to bring change and it was insane the amount of conversation happening on social media and i spoke to the guy who i was with and he's like yo this is crazy but it it felt like he's like it's just, I feel so heavy. I feel so heavy because what's happening is massive. It's massive. And there needs to be an action that comes out of this. Mm. And I think that as a nation and especially our governments, if there is no action, it's going to, the cycle is just going to continue and it's going to get worse. Um, which is why as a nation, we need to hold our governments accountable and we need to hold each other accountable in our personal lives, in our communities, and then in the nation as a whole, we need to hold each other accountable to to making positive change. Yeah, totally. And I think I think the reason why this has created such a media storm, we could say, is that I think UCT or the university here in Cape Town, it's it's almost bringing it more home to a lot of people. Because I think a lot of the news articles and a lot of the, the killings and a lot of the videos and stuff that's been coming up, it's almost about stuff that's not close to a lot of people um if that makes sense so it's it's people who are less privileged it's people who have lower income and now all of a sudden it's getting really close to home where where i could say sort of safer communities safer suburbs that people are living in and would not expect this to happen and now all of a sudden it's happening and at the post office of all places and at the post office which is a public place that's run by the government it's a government sort of institution the post office and um i think it's it's made a lot of people think like really hard and deeply about their privilege and where they are as well in places and seeing that it's actually a lot of of nonsense in a sense to say that this stuff doesn't happen close to home because now it's happening close to home and now we have to deal with it. I think the borders of the gentrification that's been going on and also the borders between the Cape Flats and the gangster-ridden areas and the residential urban areas where we live, it's 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 broken down now like it's bubbling over into our areas and i think what made it so real is that this girl is she could have been your friend at university she could have been your sister's friend she could have been someone you had a crush on it could have been someone in your church someone in your society like it's so real and it's in an area like it was in claremont i go shopping in claremont all the time like it makes it real and it makes it real to women all over the world, all over the country. And it's not just that it's happened to, yeah. I think it's people are turning against their own people and like in terms of race and culture as well, which I think makes it even, it makes it even scarier because if you can't trust your own community, your own culture, your own people, how can you trust a stranger? Yeah, and that's so difficult. And to put that trust into a stranger in sort of like, for instance, I read an article about this lady in Pretoria who was who was attacked by her husband and she called the cops and the cops didn't show up. And she po- ended up going to social media and posted on social media and saying, if I die tonight, it's because of my husband and the police didn't show up. So we need to come together, call our 
government and almost hold them accountable, like you said. And we need there needs to be change. There needs to be trust put back into the system that is there to protect people, which is not doing its job at the moment. And I think that's one of the one of the solutions to this. And if I could even say solution, is that there needs to be trust built between people and the government. I think yes, but I also think that they need to prove they can be trusted because how many times have you called the police service and they haven't shown up or they've been nonchalant? Um, how many stories do you hear of a break-in or people on the street or it's just, we need to have faith in them again before we can trust them. And that comes down to the governments and SAPs being corrupt and having no accountability within their own framework and that needs to change. And that's where we need to call on our governments to do something and actually, yeah, take action and fulfill their promises that they've been, pro they've been promising essentially since 94. Like they've been promising that and it's, it's no longer a racial thing. It's everyone. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely not a racial thing anymore. Um, I think for so long it was a racial thing. But now this is not a racial thing. It's more of like a, this is a South African thing. This is a, a human thing. This is us. It's us. It's now. It's something that needs to be dealt with. And it's a long journey process, but it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. Mm. And it's, it's also just, it's so scary because even in office, we are chatting about this. And in other countries, like the one lady, she's from the Cameroon. And she was saying that their government is massively corrupt, but their nation and their people, they have this, they have this ethic of holding each other accountable, of being hard workers, of looking after their own people, because that's what they do. And that's the human decency thing to do. That's what you do. It's how you honor each other. But the thing with South Africa is that there's this mass, there's this massive spirit and atmosphere of violence. It's normalized. It's, it's not even a, oh, your husband beat you. That needs to make media. That's like the lesser of all the evils because at least you're not dead. At least you're not lying in hospital. Um, so there's a spirit of violence in South Africa and it's, it's everywhere. It's not just in the gangs anymore. It's in domestic it's in households, it's in schools, it's in public spaces, it's absolutely everywhere. And unfortunately, men are the ones who are carrying the spirit. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. I think it's, it's become so, I think as a nation, we've become numb to this news. We've been become numb to the, to the statistics because this, the statistics are so massive and so huge that I think I think people read it and be like, is if I do, if I try to change it, I'm not going to do, there's going to be no change coming from me. So they've almost justified themselves not being able to, Yeah, you know, I'm trying to say it's like, you've looked at the statistics, they're massive and people are like, what am I going to do about it? And I can't do anything about it. So I'm not going to do anything about it because what, what is one vote? What is one person standing up, you know? But if one person stands up with another person and that person stands up with another person, then there'll be change. Mm. And I've heard a lot of, I've actually heard a lot of arguments where people are like, well, you can't take, because like with this Me Too movement, there's a lot of arguments against it about how you can't take 
not everyone is a victim. You have to take them as individual cases, which to an extent I agree with. In a place like America or the UK, yes, that's applicable. But I think now in South Africa, especially especially in the last year, that it's no longer a thing of individuals. It's a thing of the collective because the mere fact that you're a woman puts you at risk. And if you talk to any woman, I think each woman has had some form of objectification and feeling uncomfortable or even even further like she's actually experienced sexual and domestic abuse to whatever extent it is so it's no longer a thing of an individual case it's a collective and that's why we need to rally together and actually make the difference and you can't ignore it anymore like I've heard also, I've also heard people say that you they don't want to read the news because it's just depressing and they don't they aren't educated they aren't informed but it's no longer a thing of you can ignore it it's everywhere it's in your face and if you ignore it you're just as bad as like ignoring it ignoring it and not taking action can sometimes be just as bad as condoning it and encouraging the bad actions yeah for sure and i think i think i've spoken to a lot of guys in in this sort of last couple of days and trying to hear what they're saying or what they're thinking and i think it's so hard because as men we want to provide for our families and it's a natural instinct in our in our DNA you could say and it's almost as like our providing for our families stop with almost financial and safe sort of house and looking after them in that sort of sense and we feel like we accomplished in that in that sort of things and they're like this is how this is what I'm going to do because this is what I know how to or know this, this is what I'm going to do because this is what I'm good at, you know. But through raising your kids properly as a man and teaching them to stand up against these sort of um, crimes and saying, no, this is not right, we can, we can make change. We can change a generation now. So in 20 years from now, we can look back and say, because of the way that we have parented our kids differently, they are now different and the gender and our country is different because of that. And I think if we can start teaching our young men and young boys to, to engage on these things and say, no, this is not right. We're not going to stand for this. If we can start teaching them now, we're going to see a difference. For sure. I think a healthy family and good role models from a young age is key to fixing society or at least starting that. But unfortunately, as we were listening in that video earlier, we have a fatherless nation. We have so many absent fathers and it's not just in the communities. How many of your friends were raised in a single parent home? I know I had a lot of friends who maybe they saw their fathers, but they lived primarily with their moms and their fathers weren't around. They went to them every now and then on holidays or on weekends, but their fathers weren't around. And how are you meant to have that good role model, that good influence if your father isn't even there? Like, how have we come to the point as a nation where it's okay to abandon your pregnant girlfriend, your pregnant wife, to just leave your children? There's no sense of responsibility. Yeah, and I, and I, I just want to say that is not okay. It is not okay to abandon your kids. It is not okay to abandon your pregnant girlfriend. You know, stand by them. Take responsibility for what you have done. Or not done or what, like just take responsibility and stand up. You know, I think so often we, going back to one of our first chats we had about um, what it means to be human. I think we are created differently 
and we have strengths and weaknesses. And we need to come together with those in the family, in our lives. And we need to actually take charge of this sort of nation and as the people stand up together. Mm. And that's definitely where privilege comes in. We, you as a man, have a different privilege to what I do as a woman. People who are black or colored have different privileges to white people. We all have privileges that put us ahead in some way or put us behind in some way. And like you said, we need to come together and use that privilege and make a change. Like rather than making it a, making it making us not like each other or making us fight against each other. We need to take those privileges, those weaknesses and those strengths, and we need to complement one another so that we can make change. Because without that, if we just, we're at war with each other and then we're also at war with men and then we are at war with different races. Like <laughs> South Africa is going to implode. The beauty of the nation is no longer going to be there. All you're going to see is war and hatred. And South Africa has so much potential and so much beauty as a nation and as a country. It's we can't allow that to happen. Totally. And if you look at if you look at um, battle strategies from way back, way back in like World War, hand to hand combat, we can we can totally learn from that as a nation. Not saying go up and fight, you know, but when you look at how they lined up against the enemy and how they decided to, to go forward together, it wasn't, oh, you go in one direction, I'm going to go in one direction, and we're going to see if we can get in. It was them standing together with their shields, with their swords, and making walls and moving forward. But it was the, 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 it was them standing together and walking forward together that made the change, that made the difference, that took the ground back. And that led to victory. And that led to victory. It wasn't individuals. Yes, there were probably cases of individuals doing some stu amazing stuff. But the majority of the victories came from people standing together and moving forward together. And as a nation, we need to stand together and we need to move forward together. And we need to honor the people who have fought so hard for freedom in this country. A freedom that we can't even enjoy because we're fighting against each other and against genders and we need to that needs to change so what are what are some other potential um solutions you could say to what's happening in in the country at the moment what do you feel like would be able to bring change bring that new life new newness you could say because um, i think there's definitely an opportunity for that I think we've come to such a rock bottom that there has to be something. Something has to happen. Yeah. So... Something has to happen. Yeah. So... <clears throat> one of the things that I've... I guess been grappling with in the past few days is this um, the the men are trash movement and the not all men are trash and those two going up against one another and to an extent like I can fully understand the men are trash thing because I think in South Africa it's the minority of men that are good men and <clears throat> it's not even good men they're just decent humans 
basically. It doesn't make you good. You just respect women. That's how it should be. That should be the norm. But now they've been, anyway, they've been labeled as good. But I don't, I don't like that hashtag just because it makes men upset. Well, I need to rephrase that. The, the movement, I don't think is conducive to bringing about the change we want to see. I think rather than having a negative connotation to a hashtag, we need to encourage and empower men to stand up and rise up and actually take a stand against their own, against other men and actually disciple men, mentor men, be role models. We need to encourage, because we can, women can scream and shout as much as we want, but the truth is men probably have the most influence over other men. Role models and people that are actually doing good and actually making change, that's who other men are going to look up to. Little boys look up to their dads to see how, what a man looks like. Like older men and men who, who have good values, they need to disciple and they need to mentor other men and they need to start their own movements within the male community to make this change. And I think when men stand up and they start protecting women and they start protecting children and they start speaking out rather than going, oh, but I'm not all men. Rather than saying that, you need to go, yes, there is a problem amongst men and I'm a man. How am I going to make a change? And I think that is that is really key, is men taking individual responsibility. Amen. I agree 100%. I think you can almost look at this problem and you can almost bring it down to 100%. The reason for this is because of men or lack of men. Yeah, because like what is a man defines a man and people aren't doing that. They're not being protective. Yeah, so if I look at that guy who, who killed this UCT student, I'm like, that is not a man. Mm-mm. Yes, he's a male, but that's not a man. And we need to, as men, we need to stand up and make a difference. And it starts with us. We need to stand up together and bring change. Mm. Because like I said, if you go forward together, we can take ground. You can't do it by yourself because one, you're going to get tired. You're going to get broken. You're going to, mm. you don't have somebody looking after your back, but together we can stand up and make a difference. Definitely. And I was reading this on Times Live, there's this article, um, Why Men Kill Women. And it says that it's a, it's a, oh, the main reason men kill women is because there's an inferiority complex that men suffer from. And I think it's such a cycle because men naturally, in, like generally naturally, like stereotypes exist for a reason. And naturally men want to be, the head of the household. They want to be the protectors. They want to be responsible. They want to be, they want to be a man. They want to be the traditional man. And I think that's more often the norm, no matter your religion or what you believe, that's a norm. There's something embedded in a man that wants to protect and serve and look after his family or his community or whatever it is. And in a fatherless nation, they're not being role modeled that they're not getting good influences of that. And then there's also with the whole, rise of feminism while it's good to some extent in terms of freedom and equality and rights in other it's gone to an extreme where it's become a men hate thing and men are suffering from an inferiority complex and women need to take responsibility for that their role in that as well and we need to encourage men to follow what's embedded in them what's inherent in them to take responsibility instead of breaking that down and put like pointing fingers and whatever for the problems we need to 
actually talk about it. Stop pointing fingers and talk about it. Like we need to fix the root problems. And until we do that, it's just going to continue. Yeah. And it's just going to be a cycle that we're going to be hearing news article after news article, reading news article after news article. And we're just going to be like, oh my goodness, nothing has changed. And I talk to people and that's not what they want. They want change, but they're almost too afraid to start it because of how big or how hard of a sort of issue it is to take and to grapple with. Definitely. And I think one thing we need to get over is this whole culture of offense. Like we need to start, we need to start speaking truth. We can't be afraid of the backlash we're going to get. And the chances are right now people need truth. People want the truth. And if you're speaking truth, that's what's going to do well right now is plain just the the straight up truth, no euphemisms, nothing, just straight up truth. Yeah. And I think it's not going to be, it's not going to be women are going to like change this. And like I said in the beginning, it's not going to be men are going to change this, but together we're going to change. Exactly. Together we're going to make a change. Together we can go forward. Almost, I think looking at a new hashtag, I would say together. Definitely. Like we need to stand together. We don't need to stand apart. We don't need to point fingers. We need to go together. Definitely. Unity and togetherness. I like that. And so then maybe we can chat about maybe what's like another sort of solution we could look at. So we'd looked at like standing together and males standing up. But I think, yes, that's good. But people like there needs to be sort of like, should there be death penalties for mm. these sort of guys? Should there be stronger sort of prison terms or you know, like should the should the courts be taking these guys like just for planning it? Because I think in South Africa, we were chatting earlier. You're saying that if you plan a a rape or a murder, you can't be um, charged for it. Mm. Only once you've committed the act can you be charged. Uh, yeah. And I think that needs to change. I think if we find somebody who's planning to kill somebody, sh surely that needs to be stopped. He needs to go somewhere for help. Yeah, even if he's not, even if he's not put in, even if he's not imprisoned, he needs to get help, psychological help, because that's not normal. It isn't normal. And I think the scary thing is that a lot of people want to actually go to prison because prison in South Africa is a safe place. You know? I mean, compared to the gangster ridden communities, prison is, prison is probably like staying in a and b Even though there are gangs and hectic things happening in prison, but a lot of people actually try to get to prison to be a part of those gangs, to be a part of, to be fed, to get food, to, you know, to be in a community. To have a place to sleep at night. Exactly. And I think part of like, I think we just touched on like so many possible solutions that like we need to get people a place to sleep. You know, mm. you need to get people into a community. You need to get people together, you know, to fight yeah. this together, to stand up together, to be able to bring this change. I think this is this is really key because this is where the government comes in and this is where the government's failures are partic like are particularly obvious like they failed to educate the nation they failed to implement good schooling they failed to upgrade schooling they failed to bring a t quality education to everyone education is key or I believe it's key to breaking the poverty cycle and I know Nelson Mandela was huge on education and he fought hard to get it there but our nation isn't educated and if you aren't educated how are you going to break the poverty cycle how are you going to 
get good employment? How are you going to go beyond just being a domestic worker or a gardener or a vendor? Like, yes, at least you're working, but there's people who don't work. They rely on governments for grants and the poverty cycle is so bad. And that's why there's gangsterism. That's why all of this is happening. The men don't know how to get out. They aren't educated enough to think, how do I get out? And the women don't know they can get out either. The women that are staying in bad situations, they have no other options. They're hopeless. And the government needs to take change against, like with education, with better laws, with better implementation of the laws to get rid of corruption because an, our nation is bleeding. Our nation is bleeding badly. It is bleeding. And I think, like you're saying, this needs to be addressed on a number of different levels. I mean, you're looking at the individual, that's the victim and the perpetrator. You'll be looking at the relationships, the families, you know, young children, teens. Like this needs to be addressed from the grassroots all the way up. And it almost needs to, it needs to, it needs to happen like now. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's very difficult because it's massive. It's massive issues that are at play here. It's deep rooted issues. And that brings me to one of the things that everyone was also really upset about is the silence of Cyril Ramaphosa during all of this. He didn't say anything until it was really late. And when he did, it was very vague. And he was just like, oh, this is horrible. Like, yes, we know it's horrible, but what are you going to do about it? Which people were upset about. And then there was also that tweet by the government saying that women allow this to happen by their silence. And Which is <laughs> absolutely shocking. And like as a woman, I'm just like, I don't know. It's almost, it leaves you, it's so, you can't believe that they just said that it actually leaves you silence. It's, you're flabbergasted. Like, what do you actually respond to that? Do you want to read it? Do you have the, the tweet there? Do you want to read it? Um, okay. So this is what the government tweeted, and this is what is causing the massive upset. They said, violence and abuse against women have no place in our society. Government is calling on women to speak out and not allow themselves to become victims by keeping quiet. Women who speak out are able to act, effect change, and help others. If that doesn't make you cringe. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely, yeah, it's shocking. It's shocking. That is putting all the blame basically on the woman. I mean, it's putting the blame. Yeah, it's taking the blame away from the man and putting it on the woman. Like what was she meant to scream louder? Was she meant to somehow grow super huge muscles to protect herself? Was she supposed to see in the future and know it was going to happen? Chances are this girl was, she sounded like she knew bad things were happening. She was talking about it. We all talk about it. What more do you want us to do? And people are rewriting this tweet, which I am backing 100%. I think it's, a, it's an amazing new take on, on, on this tweet. And I think we almost need to structure... The, the, I would say the government actually needs to retweet this, because like, this is nonsense, you know. Um, I'm actually trying, still trying to find it to read it. I think it's, is it the one that goes violence and abuse against women have no place in our society? Government is calling on men to speak out and not allow themselves to keep quiet. Men who speak out are able to act, effect change and help others. 
yeah so it's it's taking it's taking that off of the the woman putting it back on the men who are actually doing the 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 um the crimes you know exactly and calling them to say hey stop it this like this can't happen exactly it's not a woman who goes hey man please rape and murder me it's the man going this is what i'm going to do he's making the decision by himself women have absolutely no part to play in that so i think i think yeah we wanted to to almost like we've scraped the surface of what's actually going on in this, in this country at the moment. I mean, there's people standing at parliament buildings today where there was supposed to be, it was called to go stand at parliament tomorrow, but people are standing there today, you know, and I think that's a great picture of, of maybe the hope that we can see in South Africa. People want that change to happen today. Yeah. Not tomorrow on Thursday when people are saying, let's go to the parliament buildings, but today let's stand up today and let's make this happen today. So I think there's amazing also a hope and resilience in South Africa because people want to see the change. Mm. They want to see the change and they want to be a part of the change. And I think, I think going forward, we just need to keep reminding ourselves, hey, there's hope. Mm. There's hope. We need, to, we need to go forward together with this. Exactly. And at a larger extent, South Africa is such a beautiful country. Like its landscape and its people. Like South Africa is really beautiful. They are incredible people doing amazing things and people with amazing hearts of every race, gender, culture. Like pe- there are incredible people here and we need to stop, I mean, the spirit of violence, the suppression on women and children and even on men who <clears throat> are being raised fatherless. Like it, it just needs to change. We need to unlock the beauty and potential of South Africa. And I think an important question or walk away from this is what are we going to do? Cause it starts with you. What are we going to do to actually help bring about this change? You can't be silent. You can't do nothing. Yeah. I think maybe we could even say, what are you going to do? As you listen to this podcast, as it wraps up now, what are you going to do to bring change? Yes. Cause everyone has the ability to bring change. So what are you going to do? And it's not just up it's not just up to women answering that question. It's up to men as well. Men need to stop saying it's not I'm not all men and they actually need to go out and do something. Understand you're a great man, so show us how great you are by doing something and actually protecting your woman. Exactly. Exactly. So as we go forward this week and you, there's still this news probably going on on Monday, I just encourage you to, to think man or woman, black or white, colored, you know, Indian, that doesn't matter in this, in this sort of circumstances at the moment. But what are you going to do to bring change? What are you going to do to change the narrative of South Africa, because at the moment the narrative is looking pretty grim mm. and there needs to be change. We need to change it. Mm. So what are you going to do? And I mean, it would be great to hear from you and to find out what you are currently doing or what you feel inspired to do. So please let us know on our social media tags what you're going to be doing, because we need to do something. Everybody needs to do something. And I think a part of this is also key to this is having open 
discussions about it and women explaining their experiences and men listening and taking action from that. And I think it's important for women to talk about their experience, not in a blaming way, just so that men realize how close to home it is because it's their sisters, it's their mothers, it's their girlfriends, it's their wives, it's their daughters, it's their sons. Like boys are also at risk, little boys. And it's, we need to discuss it. We need to talk about our experience and then we need to work together towards a plan. Yeah, so we need to create safe spaces for people to talk about it, mm. to interact on it. And I think ultimately, I just want to say to everyone, let's not lose hope. Let's not lose hope in South Africa, in our government, in our president. Like, let's not lose hope. Let's, let's hope for the best. Mm, and let's, let's bless our country. Like right now, amidst all of this, let's bless it. Whether you're religious or not, or especially if you are, let's pray for our country. Let's bless our country. Let's, yeah, our country needs that. Your, your prayer can make a difference. So let's stand up together. Let's go forward together. Let's bring change together. Let us rise up as a nation to bring change. Because if yes. we stand up together as a nation, people will hear us. You know, but we need to, many voices together are loud. So let's stand up together. Let's bring that change and let's not lose hope and let's go forward. Amen. So thank you for joining us and listening to this podcast share it let us know your thoughts um, let us know what's going on in your communities because we want to know we want to know what's happening this by no means is the be all and end all of the solution to this this um, huge topic or issue that's happening right now in South Africa but yeah thank you for joining us and see you next week Monday Thank you for joining us. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click on the share button, or take a screenshot and share it on your socials. Thank God It's Monday is a platform where we're calling our nation to rise up, live deeper, and love radically. 